Microphone check, micro- microphone check. Zip, zip, zip. Chip, 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 chip. Yeah, man, these, uh, these signals look tight. Beautiful. This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean DeLotte, two top-tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages, from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Patrick Burke here with the B team at McGar Realty in Niagara, and this is Sean Delot with the Davidson Delot Real Estate Team of Remax Niagara. Welcome to podcast number fourteen. Oh, big fourteen. Fourteen. That's a big deal. It's a, it's, it's been a good ride. It's, uh, it's now the podcast is in grade ten, right? <laughs> yeah. It can take public transit with its friends on their own. Yes, yes. They talk to us a lot less than they used to, probably. For sure. They want they want a PS5. Oh, <laughs> until the PS6 comes yeah, when yeah. we're at podcast 25. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Welcome. Um, you know what? We always talk about our, our show business voice when we do that little intro thing. I was. Have you listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast? No. Ashton put me onto it. It's really good. Conan needs a friend. He's got two co-hosts, which makes me think maybe we should, maybe we're a couple of co-hosts away from, you know, podcast fame. But he, he talked, he did his intro and he has this, hi, I'm Conan O'Brien and blah, blah, blah. And then he talked about that thing where like you have that intro voice and you're thinking about how your voice sounds because you're doing your intro and you got your radio voice. And then he said, I immediately just turn into jackass voice right after where I turn into myself and then I'm talking. And I was like, I'm glad, I, I'm glad he, he feels that because we talked about that before. And when you're doing that intro thing and you naturally have this, hi, I'm Shonda Lott and I'm with the remake, you know. That's it. You get you get your radio voice on yeah. for like two seconds yeah. to make it sound all professional, but, you know, your introduction. And then after that, it gets slappy jacky. <laughs> and thank God, because no, nobody wants to hear this voice for two minutes. I don't know why I almost said two hours. So, um, yeah, if you haven't checked it, it's a good podcast. Fantastic. Jays, I think we should have a quick postmortem on the Jays, too. Uh, don't feel bad for them. That's what my wife said. She said I don't feel she, bad for she them. She said, didn't they all just make like on average like $7 million? Well, and not, they didn't play to win. None of their guys, yeah. none of their guys stood up. Uh, pitching didn't come together the way it was supposed to. And their bats weren't swinging. I mean, Tay Oscar played to win, but other than that, uh, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, was I sad? Yes. Cause I really want to watch a baseball game the next day as well mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. But in the end, it didn't come to fruition. And that's sports for you. Yeah. I thought it was interesting take on humanity and that like you're a professional, you've been doing this your whole life and clearly a different team took the field of that game. Like they started out while they were up eight one and everything was looking great. And then, and then something just changed. And then all of a sudden it just fell up. Like the wheels fell off the bus quick. As much as that seventh inning against Texas back in whatever it was, 2015, 16 was one of the greatest seventh innings I've ever seen. That was one of the worst whatever inning that was when they... Oh, yeah. And then it, all of a sudden, it's like, it's 9-9. George Springer is getting carted off in the thing. It was like, forget it. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. That's our sports uh, talk portion. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsors. Uh, no one. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's actually a good lead, though, yes. into it. Because you know what? For the Jays, it's not all bad. We, have, we, are, we are really good at accidental segues. 
it's not all bad yeah. for the Jays. They're going they got a great team. They have future outlook is great. And I think that leads us to this podcast. Do you want to do it in your broadcaster voice? Well, it's not all bad. <laughs> that was broadcaster slash kind of scary Halloween. Yeah. Character. Yeah. 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 So is the market bad? Is the market all bad? Is it good? Is it whatever? Over the last while we had a massive change that you don't need to hear that from us. And, and things just went like, so bizarrely different from what anybody expected. And then it just got worse. Sorry, not using the word worse. It kept changing and changing and changing to the point now where there's a bit of, well, there's not a bit of, there is a, there is a dark cloud over the market where this idea came from. I, I was telling you, um, I was talking to a client at an old Glenridge at the basketball park. Mark, yep. how you doing? And he mentioned the doom and gloom tone of that pot. I don't know if it was, I think it was two podcasts ago, before Love It or Leave It. Okay. Well, first off, I want to apologize to Mark because Sean has fallen very much into that. I had that doom and gloom attitude. But it's hard not to. It's, it, well, like we're element, living right? it every day. This mm -hmm. is our lives, right? And there's a lot of people who kind of are on the outside looking in. And, and you know, really, unless you're, you're in buying and selling real estate, you're, you're not paying attention so much um, or the truth is, is if you're noticing your uh, mortgage payments go up, it's affecting everybody as well. Right. But the thing that actually happened to me and thanks Mark, uh, because you're right. It, it, it's, it's mindset for me that I had to change. Number one thing was mindset and for you know, we're, we're, let's say it, Pat, we're, we're about six months into this since the height of the market with these rate increases. Yeah, where we felt impactful change month to month. Like the biggest change, and a lot of times when, when something significant happens, you don't, you don't realize it happened until after, like when you sort of catch your breath, right? So prices came down significantly May into June, and it took us, you know, really to start feeling the effects of, of, the market getting quiet in general until I, I didn't feel it right away in June. I knew thing we knew things were changing, but there was still sales activity. July was was horrendous for sales activity, and I think that was an overcorrection where where everybody said whoa 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 wait wait wait, and then and then people started to figure out how to how to navigate the market in in August because um, sales kicked up from July to August, and into September same deal. Average prices in St. Catharines actually went up from August to September. So there's another example of, you know, once people can figure out how to do it, but th the drastic nature of the change, and you're right, because we live it, we like, like when a Joe public drives home from work, they probably don't notice the new for sale sign in front of one, two, three main street. Right. No. Whereas we're Monday through Sunday, it's on our mind and we're thinking about it. So our, the lens we look at it through is different than, than most. Absolutely. We're in it month to month to month. Think about a buyer who's just entering the market now. Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about what happened in January, February, and March. They could care less. They probably may not even know what yeah. happened during those months because they weren't looking at real estate then. Mm -hmm. What they're looking at is real estate today. So that's a question for you then, Sean. Do you think with the, per with the whole perspective thing, it's not all bad? Well, I guess it depends on whose shoes you're standing in. Yep. Right? And so if we... And that, that's, that's the, 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 uh, the high wire that we balance as realtors is we have the empathy hat on 
mm-hmm. where we have client A, client B, client C, and we have different feelings for each of them because they're all going through their own thing. But then we also, the other hat we forget about is the business person hat. And there's a bit of guilt there, I think, when, in a, if I can explain it, is, is when a market's bad, you almost feel like, okay, I have to figure out how not to capitalize on it, but to capitalize it because I have to exist, right? Mm-hmm. And exist with res- with respect and, and responsibly and do the right thing and all that stuff. But I have to figure out how to way to navigate it. And that that piece I can make way more sense of. Like I can I can put my realtor hat on and figure out how to exist in any market. Yep. But when I have the empathy hat on with, with the individual client and what they're going through, that that's that's the trickier one to to you know, the, going back to the title of this, it's not all bad. That's the trickier one to to manage as far as from the perspective side of things. Yep. So, well, let's get into why it's not all bad. Okay. Yes, hit me. So initially, with the rates going up and the media putting out a pretty doom and gloom perspective, it's only natural progression that with the major change from the height of the market to interest rates, I'm going to hate to say it, I'm going to say pummeling prices down, Mm -hmm. that there is going to be a period of time where an adjustment has to be made. And an adjustment by who? uh, An adjustment has to be made as far as home prices. Right, right. Okay. okay. And, and, And we need to figure out where it's going. Okay. So that seems to have taken full effect. I find now we're six months into this and people are figuring it out. And I got a couple things to talk about. Number one will be mindset. Number two is to be acceptance. And number three is the positives. Mm-hmm. So I put on my Staddy Patty hat today. Yeah, because I came in with no numbers. And Sean, I wish you guys could see it, is sitting here with, he's got notes in front of him with numbers on it. And uh, that, that opposite world, up, Right? Bizarro yep. world. Okay, go. Hit me. Absolutely. So I just picked a, a year that was, was before all the spikes of the market that, you know, was, was still a fairly ba- decent year. Back when we were in like 3% annual price increases. Yep. Just gentle wave stuff. That's right. right. So yep. 2015 I chose. Okay. And I just spoke, chose a small segment market and I chose houses that sold north of Lakeshore. Because it's the first North Ender to click. <laughs> yeah, 437. So, yeah, so I... Sorry, Port Water. I chose that. And, and Pat, if you were to guess what you could buy a bungalow for, say on Cherie or North Vine back in 2015, what do you think you'd be paying? First of all, I respect your pronunciation of Sherry. Sherry, there's so many streets that... I guess it's like realtor, right? Realtor, realtor. realtor. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking it's, it's going to be three, three and a quarter somewhere in there, but, uh, well, I'm going to tell you you're, you're off. Yeah. You are off. You could buy a nice North end bungalow North of Lakeshore in 2015. And guys, this is seven years ago for 250 to $260,000. Okay. Which is interesting because if you went back to twenty oh three oh four, those houses were one sixty to one eighty. That's right. So you twenty three twenty that, two thousand three. How many two, years is that? That's twelve that's years of growth. Twelve years of growth. You only got to two fifty two sixty. Now again, you may say, "Well, Sean, how is that not all bad?" That yeah, sure, houses were so cheap back then. Houses aren't cheap now. 
the perspective is this, is that for those who own those properties, this is where I want to try and pull some silver lining out of all this. For those who bought those properties and are thinking of making a move this year or next year, guess what? You're going to get potentially six to 650 for your house. That is 300 thousand to four hundred thousand dollars of equity mm-hmm. that you've built up and that but that's that whole thing of it's not all bad and for those particular people like let's say all of a sudden you've got you've got four kids or you have an in-law living with you and you need to get you need to get that extra space yep well now you're trading in the same market is is the market for what you're selling um is it hotter than the market for what you're buying or vice versa all that sort of thing so yes it's not all bad because it depends on where you're coming from what you're trying to do that's where you might be in a market that's actually more civilized and more more uh, manageable to operate in than what we had when you feel like you quote missed the boat because remember if you're selling in february 2022 for 900 you're also buying in february 2020 unless you have you know you can go and put yourself up somewhere for and then you also have a time machine and and uh ESP and a, and a crystal ball to know that the prices are going to come down, right? Because again, that's the hindsight thing and the perspective thing. But yep. so back then, a fixed rate mortgage in 2015 was 4.64%. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the deal of deals. I looked into what you could get a fixed rate for, and I did best mortgage rate. Mm-hmm. Best five year fixed rate out there right now is 4.59%. But most of the big banks, I believe, are at 5.3. Somewhere in that, somewhere five, in five that and, range. Uh, okay? Five and a half, yeah. So there's no da- doubt that interest rates have gone up. But then again, here's the other perspective. It's not all bad in the sense that this, and not only that, Pat, I looked from 2010, 2011, 2012, all hovering around. Actually, they were up more higher in 2011, 2012 at like over 5%, mm-hmm. 5.6, I think it was. And then now they, they dropped and they mm-hmm. hovered for a number of years in that 4% range. Mm-hmm. We are approximately at the same rate of mortgages that we had then. So mm-hmm. again, yes. It's just that it's changed. Sorry, I sorry, I just nope. stepped in the middle of a big... No, 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 please. <laughs> but it's just that it changed so much so quickly thank we've you. forgotten what what normally like the same thing with price increases what what do we have in the last five years we had as far as annual price increases we have 17 percent, 22 percent, 20 28 percent, and another right around the 20 mark when when we, you go back 40 years we averaged like five or six percent and we had a lot of years that were one or two percent so that's the other thing like like a, an, an annual price increase of 11 grand is going to be like is going to be, uh, you know, oh my goodness. Yep. But when you, when you go back historically, we weren't, we weren't even anywhere close to 15%. So what we experienced this year and where there was so much doom and gloom is because of the crazy change that we experienced so, so, so quickly. quickly. Yep. And now it's that adjustment period. I feel we're getting through that adjustment period. And to be honest, Pat, I feel that there is actually a flourishing real estate market out there. Things are starting to move. I, I, I see it. Did you just use the word flourishing? A flourishing. All right. Hey, look, you're allowed to use whatever adjective you want. And, and uh, I, I, would, I would say that I think we're going to see October sustain itself much like September did and much like most of August did. 
which if we can have 90 days of some kind of consistency, that would be remarkable because that would be the first time that's happened this year. So it, we're if, getting there. I'm, so even if, even if like, even if you go to, you're going on a vacation, you're going to fly somewhere and your flight gets late and your flight gets late is, is like people can manage stress and drastic change if they have an idea of, of some kind of a predictability, consistency, whatever you want to call it. So if October posts similar data, like we're, let's say we're still 30% behind in the number of sales for the month over the average. But if, if we can post like consistent where we see the same thing happen, then that's something at least, okay, it, it's this, that, or the other, but at least I know what this, that, or the other is. So that, that's my hope is, is we see something like that for October. So I don't know, but I, I, you know, I guess flourishing, it depends on what it is and where it is too, but statistically, at least if it can, if it can find some kind of footing, then, then I'll, I'll take that. So we, ha I find there is a footing. Okay. So, and, and when I say flourishing, okay, I, there is a, a st stronger. And to your credit, you are a positive dude. So I'm well, not going to take away the word flourishing for me. I appreciate that. You're cause that's what you have to it's be. It's not all bad. And that's the whole point is yeah, like, yeah. and again, I really do want to call out that I was in the doom and gloom mode. I was very depressed. Yep. I didn't understand what was going on. Just unsure, right? It was very frustrating yeah. because of that change and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the week before our last quarter start, October 1st, around September 25th, 24th, we had a team meeting. I changed my mindset. I changed my mindset that this is the last quarter. And if I sell some houses this last quarter, great. Mm -hmm. But the work I put in this last quarter is going to set me up for a phenomenal year next year. Mm -hmm. And I changed my attitude and I became more positive and my conversations became more positive with people. And if you share that positive approach, other people catch on to it. And it has been exhilarating, mind freeing for myself. But not only that, like I said, is, is when I say quote that flourishing, there is a, I want to say this, the flourishing market is the people who are pricing their houses according to the current market. Totally agree. That if, is if you it. have your reality hat on and and you have a an agent who's who's prepping you properly whether you're a buyer or a seller and you have a plan in place and you're not just winging it and well, let's we'll see what happens. Yep, no. Nope. If let's see what happens to your plan, then yeah. But it but if you've got things set up properly and you're priced, yes, then I I'd agree. Do you know how many sales there were in the last 7 days in Niagara? Please share, Pat. I didn't. I looked it up. 431. So, yes, we normally would be in the 650 to 750 range in this time of year. I had to look that up too. I didn't know what was normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all. It's not all uh, off the top of my head. So, so, so we're down. We're down 20 percent. Well, we're down 50 percent. 50. Well, you said 650 to 400. Yeah, but 50 percent of. Oh, okay, of, got it. Yes, yes. 650, 700, something like that. But even that, like 431 sales. So that that's 15 houses, 10 to 15 houses a day selling. And so, so that's, you know, people that have bought, people that have sold there, there's, there's movement out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we put a condo up last week. It was, they were conditional on SOP that seller. So I should rewind that tape. Our buyers had a condo to sell. They made an offer on a property in Welland. Those people had an offer on a property. Those people had an offer on another property. There was five dominoes in a row. We sold the condo. And we got to play the hero role for the weekend. Nice. And so all five of those deals times 10 families, all those deals just went through and, and moved forward. Yep. Like, so you're right. There is stuff happening. It's it's just never been more important to uh, to have 
ducks lined up like they've never been lined up before. Absolutely. And, and so what I'm noticing now is that people are figuring it out. After mm. six months of going through this, they're noticing even my sellers whose houses I had listed that might be priced a little slightly higher to the market. Mm. They're seeing another house in their neighborhood get priced for a little less. So then they're like, uh-oh. Not only that, they start looking at what's available for them to purchase. And there's some juicy, juicy yeah. buys out there that, for that's them. That's what, are you hearing that from like people coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, what about this house? Because there are some remarkable... Um, Guess and, what? It's not all bad. Yeah, it's not all bad. Like, and, it's not all bad. And this that's comes the... back to, to who you are and what you're trying to do. And, and like if you're, if you're a first-time buyer or a young couple or something like that, like that couple that I mentioned with the condo, they did exactly what we, we talk about. They wanted to get in the market. They bought a condo a year and a half ago. And, uh, but they lived there and they made it nice and they, they improved it. And then now they're moving on to the next place. Now they bought the detached house with the garage and all that stuff. Perfect. At a low point in the and, market. And they were looking at St. Catharines and said, you know what? There's a bunch of houses in Welland we want to go see. And this house is great yeah. that they bought. It was great. And, 1960s, and, bulletproof, right down the middle of bungalow. So that is a positive story out there. And, and yeah. there will be tons and tons more positive stories coming. So, so mm. this is where we're in that shift where... It's not all bad mm-hmm. if you have a realistic expectation moving forward now. Yeah. That's one of the key, key things. Just be, and you just have to be super, like when I, not, I, I've been overusing the whole flying analogy. Like it's ridiculous, but like, I don't like flying. And one way I get through the stress of it is I put speakers in my ear with music and I block out all the noise around me because, because what do you hear when, you know, all you hear is people complaining or whatever, like if a flight gets late or going to the gate or stress through all through the customs and all that sort of stuff. So if you're in the real estate scene in any capacity, blind, put those, put the, those earplugs in and, and only have, you know, realistic, reasonable, not, not like in the clouds, unrealistic, like realistic, but, but, but informed and, and not just people that are whinging and moaning on the sideline. Absolutely. And, and, and again, very well said, I have done the same thing. Pat, in the sense that I've put on my earphones to only listen to the good news, which is very slight. And, and again, too, when we're saying it's not all bad, yes, there is a lot of bad media reports out there. And yes, the interest rates are going up. And yes, people are being affected wholeheartedly. And, and there, is, there is bad to this all as well. But we're going through something. And the thing is, we're all going through this together. Mm-hmm. Okay. There will be some change at some point, but guys, interest rates will still continue to go up mm-hmm. and they may slightly go down by the end of next year, but mm-hmm. by then they may be up to 7% and then they may go down to 6% and it may hold, but people will figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the key thing is this 2021, 2022, guess what? Be patient. Yeah. Pay your mortgage. If you bought your house to live in it for 18 months and then unload it as an ATM, well, <clears throat> then you're then you're trying you're really trying to time the market and we you you, you always hear about people right um, or recommendations on how frail freight fraught fraught that path is that's a good word eh whoa I don't know how to spell it but I know it means uh, packed full of doozies fraught <laughs> I think that's oh the, uh, look out you just yeah. added a new word to my dictionary yeah I love it fraught um fraught fraught with peril. Fraught with peril. Yeah. You're, how old are you? Your, your, your girls are a little bit older than... Are they still watching Disney movies? Uh, Amelia still does, yes. So look on... Uh, well, geez, this is back. 
see our Disney movies are were VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the back, they used to have the warnings for the kids, um, like you know, like language and smoking, which are not in Disney movies. But they used to have mild peril was was a warning. Mild, mild peril. peril. Yes, I, like, I, I do. love that. I do know the mild um, peril. Another another positive out of this, it's not all bad thing. And the average Joe out there who has an agent probably is not aware, but there's a tremendous amount of back and forth going on behind the scenes between realtors hundred trying to help each other like like um you know hey i just listed this place you just sold it how did it how did you know what was traffic like or hey i've got a condo in the the same building as you do what kind of traffic are you getting hey do you want to do open houses on the next you know next sunday to get at the same time maybe we can get more people going hey i've got buyers looking for this have you heard anything all that kind of like back back sort of little little wheels and a watch turning in unison kind of thing is is going on like it's never gone on before absolutely well it's going on like it did when we oh first sorry started. yeah i shouldn't say never but but we had lost that we had lost that because we didn't two, need it 2017 frankly. it just became like put the house up and and to be honest we're dealing with more out-of-towners than having conversations with local agents again mm. and i agree it's not all bad in the sense that number one absolutely correct we are having great relationships with realtors again. And I'm not I, local as well as out of town agents. The last yep. few deals I've done with out of town agents have been absolutely phenomenal. All working together to create a common goal to help the buyer and sale, seller facilitate a deal. And it is very refreshing, very refreshing because in full honesty, the period between 2017 to the beginning of 2022 wasn't always warm and fuzzy. No. Uh, with some of the behaviors and stuff out there. It and was a bit of a battleground. Yep. What's in it for me? So, so slash and burn. Those behaviors have disappeared. Yeah. We're working together now, which is great. Mm-hmm. And Do you and know what I did the other day and it dawned on me that nobody was doing it back then was uh, I have people that are away and we had a listing, a showing going on one of our listings. What did I do? Got in the car, went over to the house, turned some lights on, opened a few windows, just you know, it was a nice, beautiful day. Let the breeze come through. I uh, just made sure everything was ship shape, right? Doing what you got to do. Yeah, That's so, a good realtor. So our buddy, Carol Lotz, is going to show the property. I, I texted her. I said, hey, Carol, I just went and put some lights on for you. Would you mind turning them out? No problem. I'll take care of that. Yeah. Have a great day. That stuff before it was like, like you used to do the dog poop analogy. Oh, it wasn't even an analogy. It was, it was uh, true. Yeah. You could have. And so, so the idea of uh, back in February of, uh, oh, there's a showing going on. Like, what are we going to be doing this winter if that client's away? I'm going to be going and shoveling the front walk. Yep. Right. Cause that's what you do. Yep. And uh, back this past February, it was like, oh, you couldn't get into the property. Oh, crap. See ya. Okay. Cause, nah. cause five I, other people did. I, so 48 other people got through yeah. and I got 19 offers. And that, and frankly, if you're an agent, like what's the definition of agent in its truest form is you're working on behalf of somebody for somebody. You're doing all those things in there in lieu of them in their stead. There's another one. S-T-E-A-D. Oh, buddy, pulling them all out. Yeah. Have you been watching? The, but you're pulling off some stuff like almost like have you been watching uh, Brid- Game of Thrones? The I was going to say Brid- I was going to say Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Um, yeah, so so I, I I had that thought because we've talked about that before. The stuff you have to do, right? Like your landscaping, your raking grass, your what, cleaning windows, whatever. So yeah, I thought as I was driving over, I, I thought this is something we just didn't happen. Apps. Not because we were lazy. Like if there's if there's eleven showings in one day, I don't I don't need to go over there and and turn on lights for anybody. No, and, and back then though too, to be honest, like. It, it, it was crazy. The market was crazy and it seemed easier, but there was a lot more work. It was different wrong, work. That's all. There's a lot more work to yeah. do now, but it's, it's, 
the nice relaxing, like self-satisfying. I find the, the stuff we're doing now, like you're going above and beyond for your client, which is how I started in my business. I feel good doing it. It's like, I'm back to normal. Not only that, I wanna, there's, there's lots of not all bads. Here's for you new agents out there. And I know a lot of shade has been thrown on you guys because like, oh, you got your license in 2019 and yeah, you were brought up in the crazy part of the market and it was easy to sell houses. Well, guys, positive, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm a 20-year agent who's still struggling this year. It hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows. But also, too, that was partly created because of my poor mindset. Mm -hmm. So you new agents out there, if you're out there, you're learning a completely different way to tackle the real estate market. Guys, this is a positive. This is, there's a lot of great things you can learn from this market that you can use in future markets and you're going to make yourself a better stronger agent yeah you, you become a way better fill in the blank here when when it's challenging right like think of think of a a pilot if you're flying and all you do is fly through blue skies and and easy you know whatever versus you fly through some storms or a pilot of a cruise ship you know you're chasing her you're running away from hurricanes all all, all fall through around the islands right you become better at what you do when you're when you're you meet some adversity head on. Hundred percent. And and on behalf of your clients, you better be ready to meet that adversity because that's that's what you're getting paid for. Absolutely. Adversity, whatever you want to call it, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, adversity is a great word because there has been tons of adversity. But again, too, it's mindset change. Mm -hmm. Don't wallow in the doom and gloom, saying, "Am I ever going to sell a house?" Do the do's. But this is where, guys, if if you really want to succeed in real estate, you got to buckle down and get mm -hmm. into sales. You can't just sit around and wait. There's so many people who just sit around and wait, wait for it to happen or wait for it to change. And to be honest, I was waiting for it to change. Mm. I feel though it has come to a point where I can maneuver with this market again. Well, sure. Because it's not you've, for been, everybody, you've been through it before. But it's not for everybody. I no. get, but there's people who are now prepared to buy and sell at the current prices. Mm. And again, it's not all bad. There is bad stuff going on, but there's stuff that we can't control. So... I did touch on the three things of, of, of definitely mindset was one of them. And I changed my mindset, which was very huge and important. And it's put me in a great position. I am flying high now. And again, market's not rock and rolling, but my mindset's better. And with that mindset, I breeded positivity to other factors in my life. I'm a happy guy when I go home, which breeds happy family. You know, which allows you the next day when you go out to work, you're going out to work in a better headspace and circle of positive. Absolutely. So mindset. And the other key thing is too is, is, and I'm very huge on this because of my previous life experiences were acceptance. And that's one thing I've taught myself basically since I was 29 years old, that there's things I can change and there's things I can't change. Mm -hmm. And if I can accept the things I cannot change, then life gets easier. You get yourself out of the way. Let that part of life figure itself out. But the things I can change, like my mindset, mm -hmm. can move me forward in a better position. So I think part of the not, it's not all bad too, is that everyone's just got to get over what's been happening. It's happening. To be honest with you, I feel it's kind of happened. We're where we're at now. So move forward. I love that. Genuinely, the um, 
all the conversations that happen in hallways and water coolers and coffee rooms and brokerages quite often is begrudging what's happening Absolutely. in a market like this, right? I, I, oh, my listing hasn't sold. My deal fell apart. My blah, blah, blah. Uh, this sucks. The market sucks. The market's this. And that's a big snowball. Pat, that was me. That yeah. was me. I was that guy. This but the, but what you said about, about uh, all that is none, none of, none of that conversation is going to change a, a, a bleeping thing. hundred percent. So then if you say, okay, this is the market we're existing in. It is what it is. Now let's figure out how to exist in this market. Until this market changes, and then guess what? We figure out how to work in the next market. Hundred percent. That's and, good. And, and I'm going to tell you this too. Have you Pat. given that speech to your team? I'm sure you have. Oh, I've. They've gotten. They the probably ex- don't even They've it. gotten the acceptance speech and mindset and move on. What happened yesterday mm. is not today. Cut the rope. We're dealing with today, yeah. and there's stuff happening. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is is for me with my mindset as well, is here's another. It's not all bad thing, which really doesn't have to do with real estate, but it has to do with life in the sense, guys, we were locked up in our houses for two years in a pandemic. I had a hard time, honestly, Pat, this year adjusting to life, knowing that another lockdown wasn't coming. It's kind of like, okay, summer was kind of like you live in. And now here we are in October where a potential lockdown would have been and it's not, and we have freedom. So I got a little complacent in the sense of not really putting my pedal to the metal as far as working. But then what I did was I got back to pre-COVID Sean. Pre-COVID Sean was this. When I'm here, I worked my butt off. Mm-hmm. Work, work, work. But boy, oh boy, did I ever plan trips. And I plan trips like every two months. Mm-hmm. But the time that I'm here. Do you do like big trips or like little three, four or five day excursions? So I'll tell you this. Because so, I've become a big fan of like the, we, even, we were just waiting for three days over the weekend. And driving back, I was like, man, it feels like we were gone for a week. Like it's magical yep. how much so, that can do. So, Absolutely correct. We do the three, four day trips. So, so school started Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to get back to work, but I need something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? October, let's go to Boston. So we are going to Boston next weekend. Nice. For four days. Who? Me, the wife, Amelia and Isabella. No way. Have your girls been there before? Never. Why Boston? It was a close city. We're road trippers after our road trip summer. And so you hop in the car and hop in the car. Awesome. And I, it's funny. So to put it in perspective, we went on a road trip out West and it was nine days of eight hour days driving. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. And so Isabella's like, well, how long is it going to be? I said, Isabella, it's one day, eight hours. We take off one day and then we're where we are. Yeah. She was elated. She yeah, took, yeah. She's so road trip pro now. She's like, oh great. So it's just one day and we're there. I'm like, yep. So, so what tips do you have for parents with kids that are, let's say, 12 years or, or between five and 12 for a road trip? What I, I think you mentioned your wife is the strategist with all that, right? So what did you guys do to, to make sure that it wasn't anarchy in the backseat? Well, Isabella's pretty good. She'll read, iPad it up. We yeah. play some games. But that's that's good for like the first four hours. But what about like on day four? What were you doing? Honestly, man, the kids are gold. Our concern was little Amelia, who's four, who, yeah. who just needs to be active the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she t- she took it like a champ. You could have gone she, like seventies with no seatbelts and just they're, but they're back I, there. I, I swear to goodness, <laughs> I could I could drive a hundred days straight with these kids, and they just take it like a champ. That's amazing. You know, the key thing was is is we did some stops. Sure, good stops. Yeah, and and also to getting to the destination we were going to mm. that night 
make sure the place has a pool or something so they know oh at the end of the day driving at yeah. the end of the day yeah. drive make sure there's a pool so they yeah. can have some fun and feel like they did something at that location yeah. and and different things like that so we drove to florida with the kids and and that was one of our things was we we had a we had a hard stop for driving time i, I don't know if it was four or five something like that and it had to have a pool and then that when you when you got in there you got food or whatever and uh, they swam. You had some fun dinner. You went to sleep, yep. and then boom. And wake up and go do yeah, it again, yeah, yeah. and and that's it. So for me though, now I've booked Boston. I'm going to Jamaica in November. Where to in Jamaica? Uh, uh, Ocho Rios. Just me and the wife on Ocho that one. Ocho Rios. So you know, I was on. I worked on cruise ships, eh? Yes. So we went through Ocho Rios uh, a lot. Don't go to Duns River Falls. Okay. Because unless you like waterfalls with three thousand of your closest. Not friends, people. Oh, okay, know. so it's a pretty hot uh, destination. Uh, we'll talk after, but okay. there's there's lots of good for you. Yeah. So yeah. November, that's awesome. November, then Boxing Day. Yeah. Big family excursion. So I've planned these trips. So when I'm here, I'm yeah. working. It also lightens the load. So then the family knows. Okay, life's back to normal. Then in school, mm-hmm. Daddy's working again. You're not going to see him all the time at night. This and that. But when Daddy's on trips with them, he gets dedicated pure time to you're fully there so again it's not all bad i Mm. not all bad in the sense i'm adjusting to and that's but that's your realtor hat on too which we talked which is important because that that impacts your 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 experience with your clients because then you come to the table fresh absolutely clear mind you're not you're not carrying this thousand pound bag of stones behind you no and 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 i gotta be honest i was terribly terribly in the poor zone i was in the poor me's i was in my poor clients yeah you know but that is going away Mm -hmm. the the key thing is the the worst part of it was the stuck in the middle portion where people had bought high couldn't sell and we're out of that and we're out of that the other thing is this like we've always discussed is a lot of the houses out there are overpriced Mm -hmm. once you get more people on board. And again, more and more months of this will bring it all into perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm jacked. Yes, guy. I'm jacked for next year. Yeah. The, it's going to be a phenomenal year. And again, when I say phenomenal, don't expect your house to rocket up $100,000, but don't expect it to drop another 20% either. Yeah. It, I'm anticipating more of a balanced market. And if your house is really nice and priced well, you'll sell in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some good buys out there for you still. And I'm, I'm just excited. So the- I go back to what you said a while ago too. the people that bought in the last 18 months that it's their family home. Don't even listen to us. Don't enjoy, enjoy go life. build that, that swing set in the backyard for Timmy shovel your driveway this winter, have Christmas, enjoy have it. dinners, enjoy it. So, the point is this, congratulations, you own a home. Yeah, exactly. There's so many people. So again, not all bad guys. Yeah, your house may drop a little in value and you're like, well, that's not good. Mm. But what goes down will go up. And 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 we can guarantee you this because history look has at a, proved it to right, us. Right, you look at a 40-year graph over time. Yes, there, there's, there's, there's ebbs and flows so your, in every market. Your house will go up. Now, yep. again, it's the affordability factor and stuff like mm-hmm. that that's still a little gloomy. But if you are own your home and it's affordable to you, don't even sweat it, guys. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your house. And let me tell you, mark this day on your calendar five years from now. Yeah. Call Pat or myself. Let us tell you what your house is worth from what it was when you bought it now to now. It is going to be worth more. 
Our so. next uh, our next podcast we're doing too. We are going to cover that. Sell if you're a seller or a buyer, things you should know or think about, et cetera, et cetera. So that will be out. Uh, I'm not sure whenever, but do you know what? I I get. We're going to wrap up here, but yeah. I still get questions from other agents saying, uh, "So what's the deal with you and and Remax?" Or what's the deal? Like, why do you guys do that? You don't. You're not the same brokerage. And I love that. That that. Oh, I love it too. I love that 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 causes a bit of a ripple in the uh, the space time continuum for realtors because it's like why why wouldn't we? Absolutely. And and not everything is about you know soliciting a a client. Nope. Right. Sometimes it's just for for the for fun. Sometimes it's for your own personal uh, improvement. Growth. The more I can tell you, you know how you get better at listing appointments or client appointments is talking. And, and saying them and articulating them. But yeah, do you, do you hear that at all? Yeah. Like why are you with that? Yeah. Why, Sean, why don't you do a podcast on your own or whatever? I, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you this much. Well, I can tell you why. Cause you don't know how to hook up all this well, equipment. Well, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but Pat, don't, don't sell yourself short just on that. I, I love doing it with you because in all honesty, you and I have been doing this for 20 years. There's no I in team. And we were brought up that when we did transactions with anyone and everyone, it took a team to get to put it together. The mm. agent you were working with this and that. And we realized back then that working together was better than working by yourself. Mm. And I think you and I are still like-minded like that, that mm. you're right. This isn't for you or me to become famous or to build our brand or anything like that. You and I do it because we just have a strong passion for real estate and I feel that we're very like-minded. We don't always agree, but we're very like-minded in our approach. And and you're just cut from the same cloth with me, so it's just a natural fit. Yeah. And I love it. And so I, I do think there's a there there was a void in uh, the Niagara real estate scene in this medium, and it's only like the podcast genre is unbelievable. Oh, how much it's growing? Absolutely. And uh, and I, so I I think for me. I think it's just kind of fun to do something different and it stretches a muscle that I didn't really stretch before. No, oh, it's been and, phenomenal. I've really, really enjoyed it. And, yeah. and, and like we always say, we don't really plan these. Like we didn't, to, no. in full disclosure, today Pat was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Not all yeah. bad, the positive thing. And I said, don't I was worry, to, buddy. I was. I texted you last night yep. saying, uh, maybe, we, maybe we flip channels a little bit and do this take on it instead. He's like, instantly, no, we're doing it. And, and, you're absolutely right. Your thing, the the piece of this, all that sticks, with, that's going to stick with me is acceptance. Not in the not in a way of like you know the angry, angsty teen who accepts things and just begrudges everything and whatever. Not to stereotype you guys, teens, you're all awesome. But acceptance in the way of like I can't control this big machine that's in front of me, so all I can control is how I interact with it. Right, hundred percent. And that that's that would be the big takeaway from this. Big I time think. acceptance, and 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 it takes a while for everyone to see the point where they can come to a point of acceptance. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing that. And, yeah. and 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 for, and then the other thing after the acceptance, once you can accept it, you change your mindset, mm. the positive approach. Mm -hmm. It's not all doom and gloom out there. Yeah. If you don't have to sell your home, just live in it, love it, have Enjoy a great it. Christmas. Yeah. And you know what? For the investor out there right now, guess what? Positivity, not bad at all. Great mm -hmm. house prices. So mm -hmm. it's how we look at things and I had to change my view. So hopefully mm -hmm. people can take a little perspective from, from what we discussed and maybe mm -hmm. can share that in their life because I'm sure there's other people that are feeling mm -hmm. the same way that, that I certainly was. And now I'm. So is uh, that your biggest? Is that your biggest tool in your toolbox right now? Is the acceptance piece for how to, how to maneuver? Yep. Because once I come to acceptance, yeah, 
my attitude changed to to how to talk to sellers right. and buyers. Yeah, the whole and, way you and, and I'm hard. It. Yeah. I'm hard on my sellers now. Like this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. No, Sean, this is the way it is. Okay, no problem. Please use someone else. Right, but if you go if you go in to see a doctor and they come in with your X rays and they found something, you want your doctor to be straight with you. Hundred percent. Not to come in and tell you what what you want to hear, and then and then on the fourth appointment say. You know what? I really should have told you this three and a half months ago. Uh, you do have a tumor or whatever, right? Yeah, you have to be morbid, be, no, but that, that's the reality of it. Is it, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. just to be truthful. Because yeah. you want to save people time potentially too. Mm-hmm. So anyways, a lot of great stuff in this podcast. Acceptance, yep. mindset, and guess what? It's not all bad. Hey, listen, we have to do two minutes more because I got Instagram questions from realtors. Okay. Somebody wanted to know list and sell prices. Because I put a thing on Instagram and said, do you have anything you want us to cover in the podcast? Okay. So list and sell prices, I can tell you right now the market's running roughly at 95% of asking. So if you look at the last seven days, the last 14 days, the last 30 days, roughly 95, 95.5% of asking. Meaning on average, if you got a house at 700 grand, the average selling price uh, for that is sitting in the in the 665 range. That's roughly where it's at. 765. Oh, sorry, seven. You said seven hundred. Seven hundred yes, grand. Yeah, six sixty-five. Yeah. Somewhere in that range is average. But what's really interesting about that is that's the average selling price. So what does that tell you? What the average initial offer price is? It's probably sitting fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars under asking. Yep. And how, I don't know about you. I've seen that a bunch in the last little while. Where where you got an off, you got a place at seven fifty, and an offer comes in at six eighty. We had one at oh, gee, um, six fifty. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's it's and, and and so here's here's part of the challenge with that that as well though is there again it comes down to pricing. Mm-hmm. A seller might have been a little overpriced out there. Mm-hmm. Acknowledges finally that he's a little overpriced, gets an offer, maneuvers with it pretty good, and may take that six eighty or even seven hundred. Mm-hmm. But then I've also had some really nice five ninety niners priced. And I'm getting five ninety five within mm-hmm. three days now. Because if somebody can, if somebody can, again, this is that whole rationalizing and rec- and and uh, make sense of something. If if you're at five ninety nine and I can see, well, there's sale uh, exhibit A, B, and C that sold in these prices, and they're not far off, and I can I can see the the link between those properties and this one that's listed. Well, then I too can do that. Yep. And I'm not crazy offering that, right? No. And there's there's there is stats now where I can even pull out comparables and mm-hmm. say, look, at guys, this is where it's this at. is where it's at. And said, because, like it, you said earlier, we're we're past that middle awkward phase. We are. We're we're now we're now back to some some kind of a cruising altitude. Absolutely. I think that's the fifth. Time there is, went the, to like that. I said, there is reality starting to. There is a realistic approach starting to show its way. Yep. You know what? As the person who wanted to uh, to tweak this and make it something else, I'm glad we did it. M- myself as well. I, I, it was uh, good for me there's too. There's some good takeaways. And uh, thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate it. Thanks, folks. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on podcast number 14. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. Stay tuned. Our next one coming up next week is going to be all about selling or buying things you should know. Also, as you know, the last Friday of every month is our Instagram Live, where we go on Instagram and pretend to do talk like we know what what's happening out there join us for that i don't know what the friday is but it's the last friday of this month we'll see you there at 9 30 otherwise october 28th got a boy thanks for joining us adios this has been your niagara real estate podcast if you like what you heard please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on have a friend looking for help remember sharing is caring thank you for listening we'll see you next time